Welcome to Reactive. My name is Henning, and I'm here with Raquel. Hey! Oh, and Khalil. Hello. And not with us this time is Felix. He was here last time. That was a really, really good episode. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't cool. had a chance to listen to it yet. Aww. I'm so sad. So I can't. So no spoilers. No, or, or you can I'm just. I'm a little worried about my job, to be really honest. What? He was really good, wasn't he? Like, he was very good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a really good show. Very, I enjoyed that a lot. It was uh, definitely a, a brilliant idea, and you, we need to do that again. <laughs> yeah, so, I think we should. We can yeah. also do it every now. I mean, obviously, it needs to be a break now for like a few months or so. But at some point, I think we could even have somebody on just with all three of us. I think it would be fun. Sure. Yeah. Oh, community yeah. <laughs> guests. That could be so cool. Yeah, but it has to be reactive listeners. I yes, think exactly. I think That's because it, it's got to continue. Yeah, 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 it's got to continue yeah. to have that coffee shop or exactly. pub yep. feel. You know, That's exactly what it had, and exactly. it seemed fun, and yeah, it was it was great. So, Yay! only thing I Good. forgot to ask him, I wanted to ask him um, how he got into listening to the show and stuff, and I totally oh totally yeah, that would about be that. <laughs> well, I guess time. we'll just have to have him back. Yeah, yeah. just have to have him back. Yeah, exactly. so. That's cool. Yay. Indeed. <laughs> so uh, I I'm sorry I have, missed it. Uh, go yeah, ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, we have an animal, I think, right? Yes, we do. We totally do. Uh, this week's animal is the capybara, which wow. actually in, in Venezuela, uh, they call it a different name. Um, they call it, hold on, I have to look it up. Uh I had to look it up on Instagram because I'm on Instagram now. Uh, and somebody DM'd me on Instagram <laughs> the name of this thing. And Instagram doesn't want to load because it's being silly. Um, I've seen but, this thing before, but I can't like quite place it. It's sort of a yeah. rat kind of thing, but not really. So, it's like Yeah. So the capybara is the largest rodent in the world. Um, yeah. It's like... It can it's 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 pretty big. Um, in Venezuela, they call it the chiguire, which I think is super cool name. Uh, um, and but but at least in English, we know it as the capybara. Um, and it is it can be about fifty centimeters tall at the shoulder, a uh, hundred, which is a, a foot and a half about. Um, about wow, four that's feet a or, serious rodent. Yeah, four <laughs> feet or one hundred thirty centimeters in length. And can be between 35 and 70 kilos or 75 and 150 pounds. I mean, like, this thing is huge. It's, like, dog-sized. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty freaking cool. Uh, and it's adorable. It's actually, like, one of the cutest little, little animals. There are some really great YouTube videos of capybaras just, like, hanging out in, in like, hot tubs of, like, like natural hot tubs because they're, they're semi-aquatic. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, like they, they're totally vegetarian cause they're rodents. And so they eat lots of different grasses. Uh, fun fact, they, they will actually eat their own poop, um, oh, nice. to get, okay. to get more nutrients out of the grasses. Welcome to the poop cast. <laughs> <laughs> so now, so, so we've talked about, wow. um, we've talked about wombat poop wombat poop we've talked about yep. uh fruit fly poop and now capybara. yes 
We're covering think, all we the poops. Baby poop, too? <laughs> baby poop. We yeah. could. I could tell the stories. I mean, about yeah. Look, You're an expert in that now. <laughs> there is there is a, a seminal uh, book on this subject called Everybody Poops, and it's just, you know, it's it's just important to know. We oh, use that, that heavily with news. our kids to to get them to uh, to <laughs> understand where to put their poop. <laughs> it's out of Japan. It's a hilarious book. Oh my goodness! Highly recommended. Yes. <laughs> Which book now? The Everybody yes. Poops. Everybody poops. Everybody yes. Poops. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's uh, all right. It shows how all so, the creatures on this planet poop. <laughs> let's make that recommend. Uh, uh, no, what what is it called? Uh, obligatory book reading, reading for the reactivist. <laughs> mandatory reading for the reactivist uh, book club. That we <laughs> just that we just started. Yes. <clears throat> So is, is this thing peaceful or is it, um, no, it's I guess super it's a... peaceful. It, um, so because it is a rodent it has super sharp teeth, um, and really long teeth, but it's, it's not really interested in, um, in, in attacking humans that said it has lots of predators, um, including jaguars, anacondas, caimans, pumas, ocelots, and harpy eagles. Which wow. I feel like that's like seven weeks of an of really cool animals now, because <laughs> goodness, yeah. um, we'll have to learn more about them. Uh, they can get sunburns, so they tend to hang out in in shaded areas and muddy muddy areas, um, and they can stay underwater for up to five minutes. Wow, yeah. impressive. So, do they? Does that mean they they eat underwater, or what do they do down there for that long? <laughs> Um, so apparently they mate in the water. Oh. Um, and then, uh, but like the mother will give birth on land and the baby capybaras don't know how to swim when they first come out. So they, um, grow up on land in little bushes and stuff like that. And then when they're ready to swim, then, then they will start hanging out in, in the pools and stuff. So cool. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. I, I I'd seen this thing before, but I never knew that's. Um, yeah, it's it really cute. It's it's a very popular animal over at NPM. Um, uh, it's, it's not a wombat, right? I mean, wombats also aren't rodents; they're marsupials. Um, it's like a wannabe but, wombat. Yeah. <laughs> it looks I like mean, a wannabe they're they're native to to South and Central America. So, whereas wombats are native to Australia, um, hmm. yeah. Anyway, they're pretty cute. So that's our animal of the week. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so you were across the pond last I week. I was. I was in Norway for Web Rebels, um, and it, which was a super fun conference, by the way. Like, uh, I'd never been to Norway. I'd never been to Oslo. Uh, Oslo is an adorable little city. Um, very walkable. Very cool. Lots of interesting history. Um Web Rebels as a conference, though, really, really fantastic. Lots of great talks. Um, really, really, like, like for such a s small community, they had a really strong set of talks uh, that I thought was really, really great. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was pretty neat. Um, the, I, I was, I was surprised to learn how, um, like, 
I, I love going to Europe, right? Because every single country has like, everybody's a little bit different, right? Like every culture is different in each country as opposed to like in the United States. Like, yeah, there's a little bit of cultural differences between states, but not really. Um, in Europe, like I was shocked and amazed to learn about how shy Norwegians are. Like just culturally, they're really, they're really reserved. Um, and like, so like I gave uh, the opening talk on the second day of the conference and I had a special greaser wombat sticker. So like a uh, greaser from, from Greece, like it's this little, uh, little <laughs> wombat dude with like the big, like, like the slick backed hair in a hot rod that says five on it because NPM five was launched last week. <laughs> um, and so I only had a hundred stickers and I mentioned this in my talk. I was like, all right, look, you know, you want this wombat. I only have a hundred. And this conference had like 300 attendees or so. And so I was like, so, you know, come talk to me. I don't want to just like give them out to whatever. Um, and by 3 PM, by like middle of the afternoon, I had like 94 stickers left. And I was just <laughs> <Wow>. like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> These are the really cool wombats. And like, like, when I would just go up to people and say, hey, do you want a wombat? They're like, oh, my God, yay, this is so fun. And I'm like, why didn't you come talk to me? Um, <laughs> and, and like, but but talking to various uh, Norwegians, they're like, yeah, we're, we just don't really do that. Like, we, we don't really go up to people and talk to strangers. It's just not a thing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, cool. That's, it's, um. I can totally see that. Yeah. That's so very different from culture to culture. And uh, Absolutely. you can Absolutely. totally tell the difference, even just in general, Europe versus mm -hmm. um, the U S but yeah. maybe yeah. it's, maybe it's, it's really striking when you go to the U S like how easily people talk to each other that have yeah. never oh, seen yeah. each other before. This is very No, different. one, one, um, one attendee was telling me that like, it gives him the shakes just considering the possibility of an American coming up, to him and saying, Hey, how are you? And then walking away. And like the reason being that like, uh, so first of all, a stranger is talking to you. So that's, that's weird. And then somebody actually asking, how are you doing? Which in Americanese, how are you doing? You, you, you respond with good like, Hello. or yeah. well, or like fine. Right. Like you don't, you don't, you don't talk about how you actually feel like it's, Americans love to lie. It's, it's a just how we do. Yeah. Right? It's just how we do. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a, it's, it's totally fine. But like for, I, I think in, in Norway, like if you ask somebody how they're doing, like it's a serious question. And so like the, then the Are thought of okay? having to introspect and ask themselves, like, how am I feeling? Am I doing well? Am I doing poorly? Well, you know, you know, I'm, I'm not really doing so great today. Like the weather is really bringing me down. But like by the time they actually come to the point where they know what they want to say, the American is long gone, right? Because it's just a greeting. And so yeah, yeah. like now they've, they've spent all this time in introspection to not actually be able to fulfill the like, <laughs> like they're just this one, this one. And then he was like, that bothers me so much. I can't, I, I, would never want to move to the United States, especially not the Southern United States where everyone's like, Hey, how you doing? Um, you know, just as like a normal <laughs> anyway. So That's I thought funny. that was so funny, but it yeah, it's, a, it's a real cool. problem. I'm, it's yeah. a real problem for some yeah. people. I mean, my dad, he, he, he actually, you know, it's like, I don't understand that. Why do they do that? They don't really want to know. Why do they ask? You know? 
<laughs> so whatever. But I think uh, this is also kind of how they did it in England or still do. There's this how do you do thing where the response is how do you do? <laughs> how do <Yeah>. you do? Which <laughs> is also interesting. <laughs> well, and then, yeah. and then you have the German na? Nah. Yeah, nah, I, I, it actually it was very interesting because now nah, we don't really have that in uh, southern Germany here, like Stuttgart and stuff. And yeah. when I sp I spent some time when I was when I was like a teenager, I spent some time in Nordrhein-Westfalen, that's, that's up to the west northwest of Germany, uh, yeah. and yeah. everybody was like nah, nah, and I was so confused, I didn't know how to respond. I was I was like, okay, how, what do I say? <laughs> And then at some point I figured out that the correct response to na is na. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Yeah. I, I remember having an entire conversation when I was living in Duisburg. Um, and it was just like, na, 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 na. It was just like. <laughs> yeah, I can see like, that. It's kind of the yo app, but, you know, in, in language. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I think I think you could do the same thing in, with "hey" in in Americanese. Uh, yeah, but, but what's interesting no, with hey, "na" hey. it "na" sounds like it's a question, so it sounds like there's yeah. so much implied. And then you think about okay, yeah. what, do I do I now say yeah I'm fine or do I say? And then when you try to say something like that, it feels completely weird and it's completely un unexpected by the other person <laughs> until you fight. Oh, yeah. You try you you try it out yourself and then they respond with nah and then it's and then they walk away and <laughs> that's it. And you're like ah okay I can do that. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's very silly. Yeah. It's very. I I, I love culture. Funny. This is one of the reasons why I absolutely love traveling and meeting locals and getting to know people. So, um, yeah. So huge huge ups to to Norway and Webbles. Who, um, it was just it was super fun. Uh, I got to have like a really nice, beautiful, sunny day as well. Which, by the way, this whole like n the sun not setting thing. Totally messes with my brain. Totally <laughs> messes with my brain. Yeah, so how was that? I, I, like, I got there on Wednesday. The conference was Thursday, Friday, and I left Sunday. And I remember being, like, Wednesday afternoon, there was, uh, or Wednesday evening, there was, like, a speaker dinner or whatever. And I'm just kind of walking around. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm doing okay. What's going on? No, sorry, I got it on Tuesday. Um, but Wednesday afternoon, I'm still feeling a little bit of jet lag. And we're hanging out, speakers are just chilling. And then I'm like, y'all, I'm so tired. I'm really sorry. I know it's only the afternoon, but like, I'm just so, I need to go to bed. And then I look at my, at my, at the, you know, my phone to see the time and it's nine in the, in the evening. And I'm like, I'm doing just fine, <laughs> but what the hell? It looks like it's four in the afternoon right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. It totally messes with But don't with they have like really thick, dark curtains and yes. blinds? Yeah. Thank goodness for the hotels and their blackout curtains because otherwise. But then my husband who came with me, he was like, no, I can't believe it. It's 11 p.m. And, and the sun's still out. I'm like, don't open the curtains. Don't open the curtains. And he opens the curtains. And I'm just like, great. Now my brain just saw like bright sunshine. And then I couldn't fall asleep for like another hour. Uh. And I was like, <laughs> So anyway. But it was fun. It was it was really good. Um, so, good deal. Yeah. So, what have you all been up to? Um. Well, lately, um, 
I, I haven't been doing a lot of coding, but what I started just recently, so I, I got, um, I don't know how to, I guess I inherited some some developers, they, so they moved from other teams, and mm. in order to sort of figure out um, their their sort of capabilities, strengths, weaknesses, where they, their backgrounds, etc. So we gave them, or I gave them sort of a, um, a, a task to do, and then I figured, well, um, let's let them chew on that for a little bit and then go and do some pairing and, um, just to see sort of the thought process and all this. And this is sort of, sort of where I'm, I guess this turns into a question is how you handle this. But, um, it was, first of all, it was really fun. I did a, a two hour thing today, which also was exhausting. Um, but it was really, really fun to, to work in code again, talk to people about this. And it was really exciting to sort of share knowledge. But the problem I was having or I found myself having is that I, I sort of go off on tangents or go into the weeds too much because um, I guess you need to sort of decide at what level you want to stay at at, the, at this particular session or for a while or, or the several sessions with this person because you might like completely overwhelm them with details that they can't you know take in or it's too much information um so i would like see these things that i really really wanted to talk about because it's it's so cool and stuff and then i had to stop myself or i, I caught myself halfway down so i'll just forget let's let's back up and stay up here um you know in order not to just dump too much information um as part of this sort of i guess pairing session is to get sort of um, the sense of what we want to do, how we want to do it, why we do it um, across. Mm. Um, is that what what kind of experience do you have with that, I guess, is my question. And how do you... Like just pairing in general or like... Um, you do a lot of mentoring, right? Mm-hmm. So mm -hmm. I, guess, I guess this is pairing slash mentoring where I'm, I'm like wanting to see how they work to find out where they're at and then also mm -hmm. try to sort of convey... Um, you know, knowledge, information at the same time. Absolutely. I mean, it is super, super, super tempting to like dump everything you know in like the first 20 minutes. <laughs> Be like, oh my and, goodness. And you lost them, right? <laughs> and, this, and then this, and then this. And it's like, oh my goodness. Um, I like to think about advice like uh, like feeding someone a, a cake or, or a pizza or something. Oh, well, no, let's, let's stick with a cake. I, I learned in Norway like I, I was on stage giving my talk and I tried to like talk about a pizza, but in the United States, a pizza is like, you know, could easily be like half a meter in diameter. Um, and in Europe, it's like not. <laughs> and I'm like, so like the idea of trying to shove a pizza into somebody's, onto somebody's plate, like in Europe, it's like, yeah. And, and you're like, oh, fine. Okay. So a cake. So imagine like a three tiered chocolate cake, um, and like, this is all the advice that you could possibly give a person. And the idea of, of that person trying to consume this entire cake in one sitting is just, it's, it's, it's really difficult. So you want to like try to slice up your cake in a way that you can try to get as much in one slice in one session, but you also have to give it so that it's one bite at a time. Otherwise mm -hmm. it's just impossible to consume the whole thing. Um, but as mentors, especially like when, when it's your first like opportunity with a new person, it's so tempting to be like, here's everything. Um, yeah. And then they're just like, uh. um, I heard an interesting factoid that people only retain like 
10% of what you tell them in like a, in like a session. Um, right. so like what I try to do is I try to pick one thing to focus on with the, with the, with the idea that there is a promise that next week or next time we'll continue with other stuff. Um, and, uh, and like trying to gauge their sense of, I think it's really difficult to find out where a person is at in one session because, uh, they won't be able to tell you everything that they know or don't know, right? Because there's like, there's the things that you know, you know, there's the things you know, you don't know. And then there's the things that you don't know, you don't know. Um, and also the things that you don't know that you do know. Right. And, and you're like, um, and especially as, as mentors or like, we forget what it is that we know, um, from before, right? Like the things that we had to Exactly, learn. the things that you take completely for granted. And that was yes. the other thing that I, I started to realize, like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. there's so much stuff and I, I need mm-hmm. to like slow down and not dump all this. Um, yeah. So so I guess yeah. like two hours yeah. is way too long, but it was more like also watching, watching them work, not just, um, mm-hmm. you know, like constantly saying stuff, but it was, right. we were taking turns with that. But that's, that's a good... Uh, Mm-hmm. The thing to keep in mind is, is keep it bite-sized and yeah it's so problems. tempting it believe is. me i am i am exactly i i'm the type of person who gives way too much information <laughs> i'm like oh my goodness okay well let's talk about code style and this and this and this and this and this and this and, this. and it's like oh my god okay uh <laughs> we're trying no, to explain that, that was me exactly like code style okay this is why we do this this is a reason for this and mm-hmm. we do this and let's go and change some settings <laughs> absolutely and here's why we you know, have exception boundaries at this level and yada, 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 yada. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It might be, it might be worth considering not something you have to do, but something to consider is maybe writing certain bits down. Yeah. Um, and then like the only problem is that you can't force somebody to read something. They have to want to read it. Um, and so like some people are like, you, you could just be like, Hey, read this and tell me, what you understood, what you didn't understand, and we can start there. Um, that's like one way to kind of gauge someone's someone's level. Um, but I've also learned that uh, when I first started at NPM, we came to the conclusion that my understanding of the internet was like Swiss cheese. Um, <laughs> I like understood certain bits, but I had massive holes in other bits. And because I came in in a non-traditional sense, like I didn't come in with a computer science degree, um, my holes would be in totally different places than like what other people expected. So like right. I didn't understand, like I didn't understand like what a REST API, like, no, sorry. I knew what a REST API was and I understood how Git worked, but I didn't really know how DNS worked at all. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, that's a little bit weird for somebody who like has grown up in, in the web world. But for someone like me who didn't, I was like, I don't know. I put in the website and it goes there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So, so, so maybe not a bad idea to put some structure in there. I kind of thought about Mm -hmm. that. I was like, maybe this is overkill, but, but probably not a bad idea, especially if you're trying to do this with multiple people in parallel. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least, I mean like, and you'll develop different structures for each person because every person's unique. Um, and, and so, Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was, I think the overall thing was that it seemed that we both had fun. It was, it was nice mm-hmm. to talk about that stuff again. And, uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, but 
like I said, exhausting. That was surprising. It's like, wow, I'm like uh, drained. <laughs> I don't know how people like, there's a, a company called Pivotal Labs and they do a hundred percent pairing all day, every day. It's eight hours of pairing. And I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. I go, I go an hour and I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I only have a couple of people that I can pair for three hours with. And even then I'm just like, by the end, I'm like, we're doing, or like we do it at the end of the day because uh, I know that when we're done, there's no way I'm going to be able to like focus on anything after. So I don't know. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to get sort of a an understanding of where where everybody's at and bring everybody up. Um, cool. And I, I learn a lot myself that way. I think it's, mm-hmm. um, explaining stuff to other people is is super super useful. Mm-hmm. Trying to do that in a way that makes sense and is easy ish to understand. So good deal. Awesome. Yeah. So that's sort of what I've recently been up to. Yeah. Cool. How about you, Khalil? What's going on? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Not, not super. Oh, the uh, Apple did things. Uh, yes. They released, they did. They released another episode of their podcast, and in which they talked about all the uh, different things they made. So they have something to talk about in their podcast, and. Um, I find I, I found specifically very uh, I found found very exciting that they were actually inspired by our Twitter handle uh, to name their new speaker Siri thing HomePod yeah I like it I mean it's 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 a head nod it's a head nod to, towards the reactive podcast I would say and uh, <clears throat> totally. Uh, yeah, of course. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's cool. They, um, I really like the uh, that they kind of they, they they show some commitment for the Mac because I think there <clears throat> were a lot of people were a little worried about that, and the Macs basically have been upgraded. There's an iMac Pro. There's a Mac Pro coming some at some point in time within the next two years <laughs> or something. Um, so, and they have upgraded, uh, the internals a lot and, uh, yeah, so I'm glad to see that. That was it. That for me personally, that was, that was kind of, that's what I wanted to see. So that's the part I, I really watched with a lot of interest and then, um, a little bit of iOS, but the iOS updates are, they're okay. I don't know. iPad apparently is getting incredible productivity upgrades. Um, and uh yeah but i don't i don't i'm not a big ipad fan i, I haven't had an ipad I, get, I gave it to my brother he he uses it he uses it uh to uh to make music because i really didn't really have a use for it i was just watching youtube videos on it or something and uh, <laughs> yeah uh, do you remember any of the specifics of the the macbook pros or what what are they working on uh, well, the MacBook Pros have been upgraded, basically. Uh, it's it, yeah, you can... not a lot of fanfare. It was just, you know, uh, mm-hmm. super, like uh, the new Intel processor, uh, Lakey something, mm-hmm. Lakey Shaky thingy. And, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and just like everything's everything more and better and faster, uh, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, other than that, there's no 
big change. I mean, the i the iMac Pro is a beast. The iMac Pro is like all <laughs> space gray and starts at five thousand euros and is like. Uh, is this the Mac Pro or the iMac? <clears throat> no, is it, there an it, iMac Pro? This is the first. It's the time iMac. Th this is, oh, it no, is an iMac. It's an iMac Pro. So there's new iMacs, but then huh. there's also an iMac Pro, which is ah. which is which is completely space gray. Also the mouse, <laughs> also the trackpad, also the keyboard <laughs> is space gray, and has some sort of amazing like ventilator system in the back, and <clears throat> and um. What did, they, what did they call it? Desk, desk, top. It's not desktop. It's some like it's just uh, super machine grade. I don't know internals. You know, like the like workstation the, grade. Workstation thing or grade, exactly. So yeah. it goes up to eighteen cores, um, if you Whoa. want to, and uh, and it goes and they have the craziest graphics card in there and stuff like that. So basically, so, so they, at that they, price they, point, is this replacing the Mac? Pro or is it just no, another sort of monster? so it is it is the most powerful computer they have ever made to date and huh. it is basically a, um, a computer to hold the the, the Mac Pro um, customers hold them over until the next Mac Pro comes because the the last uh -huh. Mac Pro was <clears throat> basically a huge flop and they also mm. they made us they made a statement um, a few weeks ago a few weeks ago um, that they kind of painted themselves in a thermal corner they said so somehow <laughs> how they built the Mac Pro um, they didn't have the possibility to really upgrade it because it would overheat and it was not modular enough obviously they were just focused on the design too much not so much on the function and they already said in um, in an interview where they invited a few you know a few um, bloggers and journalists. They talked about how they how that they have plans for the pro series, and they also said that the, I, they they hinted to or actually said that there's an iMac Pro coming, which they now uh, basically showed. Which it's coming in December. It's not you can't buy it yet. Uh, but they also said that. They're thinking about um, a new Mac Pro series that is completely rethought and much more modular, which could hint towards that it will be an actual computer where you can, where you can actually uh, manually exchange parts, you know, components, basically graphics card. Maybe you know, after two years, you want to update your graphics card or something like that. And you can do it yourself. Uh, with the iMac Pro, that's not possible. You can you can beef it mm. up when you buy it. But uh, you can't open it up or anything, you know. But of course, mm -hmm. like a machine like that will definitely be good for a while. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, at that price point, that's a monster with 18 cores. It seems like that's a completely a replacement for the Mac Pro. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. It, it's Agreed. definitely for those for those customers, you know. Yeah. Um, wow. They just don't. Did they say anything like, about a, a Retina standalone Retina display? Or there's no. Uh, no, they didn't. They don't have that. But waiting but they are but like, they are uh, they having 4K displays now with the uh, with the iMac like iMac 5K and 4K displays. I mean those iMacs they look really good and uh, I yeah. think I think the uh, the iMac now starts at a really reasonable price point like twelve hundred uh, dollars or something like that. Yeah. 
which which is which mm. is nice. I had an i I had an iMac once when I was working at a at an agency, and that was really nice. I really enjoyed. Yeah, they are they are that. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with that screen. I mean, actually, it's, it's weird yeah. because I find myself now. I have two, like Dell monitors that I can hook up to my to my uh, MacBook, and I stopped using them because the Retina display is so much nicer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like even it though it's smaller. I can still read at a at a higher resolution. I can read stuff, and it's it works better for me. And I don't, I don't need the multiple screens necessarily the way the way I do stuff. I guess just you know flipping between uh, apps. So it's kind of yeah. weird. They're, everybody's like, "Why aren't you using your monitors?" <laughs> yeah, Retina is really nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm. amazing, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of upgrades coming down the pipe. That's that's really nice. Oh, and what was also funny is that, so currently the current version of macOS is Sierra, right? And they always yeah. do it. so. So now every time, uh, every WWDC, Craig uh, uh, Federici is coming on stage and he's making funny jokes about the new, the next name they're giving the next version of the macOS uh, operating system. And uh, <clears throat> and he is always telling the story about the marketing team getting in their little van and then driving around in California and looking for different <laughs> places that they could name the <laughs> operating system. <laughs> and basically they, they uh, yeah, so they went down, they went to the Sierra and high up and, and, and that's why it's called High Sierra. And then he made a bunch of like, stoner jokes which was really funny it was really confusing because <clears throat> high sierra sounds like a joke and then he made some jokes but then he continued as if nothing happened so it was it's the name because it's an improvement <laughs> on yeah so he said that the yeah. he said that uh so we talked to the marketing team we wanted you know are they serious and and stuff and we were kind of making remarks about the name and they said well it's fully baked so they were <laughs> convinced that it was fully back. So they had to take. Anyway. Uh, so the next one is High Sierra. Yeah. So the upcoming Mac OS is High Sierra because it's an improvement on Sierra. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. And it, and it comes with. I feel with like all, they could have come up with a better name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I guess. Lazy way out, really, I, I think it's difficult if you. If you um, because that's basically their scheme that when they have. Uh, like for instance, uh, what was it? Something leopard, and then snow leopard was the improvement to the to mm -hmm. the leopard. And so, if that's your thing, that whenever you have an improvement, an increment on your operating system, you want to have it, the name kind of reflect ah, that. Yes. Then, in that case, uh, it's difficult to, I guess, you're very constrained. Uh, yeah. Uh, in, in yeah, in those things. So, uh, I think it's fine. Uh, they're introducing a new um, a file system. A new what's it called? Yeah, file, Apple, Apple file system, AP, APFS, mm. yeah, which is basically optimized. So our iPhones they they already have that, and it's uh, optimized for SD um, drives and stuff, uh, which replaces the old HFS plus, and uh, which is like thirty years old. And yeah, so so that is uh, apparently a big improvement. Um, I mean, one feature they showed is that you can copy, like he copied 
he just du duplicated huge video files. Like he, he highlighted five of them in the file system and duplicated in the, it was just instantly duplicated. It's not copied and it takes forever to copy and it just duplicates and boom like that. And, but I don't know the internals there. If, if, if you want to know more about the internals, it's really good to listen to some episodes of the uh, accidental tech, tech podcast on which John Syracuse um, talked a lot about the file system. He also talked about the Apple file system or HFS Plus and 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 basically his opinion was like years ago already that they will have to make a new file system and he basically predicted that and last year I think they announced it. And so he also had a podcast called Hypercritical where he had multiple episodes I think only about that topic and he really dives deep and he's he knows a lot about this stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, that, so that was, uh, yeah, that was that. So Apple, uh, still, cool. still kicking. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a little, uh, I, I sort of needed a little bit of a, a change of scenery or whatever. So I watched some, some Ted talks and I came across, um, it's not really a traditional TED talk, and I don't I don't think I mentioned this here before, but it was with basically Elon Musk. Um, essentially, the the future we're building and boring, um, and it was kind of like an, an interview talk, sort of. It was a very free form sort of, you know, some questions, and then he just elaborated on on stuff and talked for quite a while. So it was. It was very, very interesting to me. Um, it was basically sort of a history of what what he's done, and then the things that are being worked on, and sort of the the visions um, of the future. And um, it sort of intertwined with um, animations or videos of of the things that uh, <clears throat> he's basically trying to build or already building. Uh, some of the things were like the uh, the next generation rockets that will or are supposed to take us to Mars and they are just mind-boggling in size, but they basically are, you know, um, based on the Falcon uh, system that that they have now, which basically they, which they also did. They basically reused the uh, the booster for the first time just recently, um, and he talked a bit about the, the reusability there, and I thought that was super super interesting. Um, but the big thing, or the thing about the boring, um, essentially, he's talking about. Uh, revolutionizing or alleviating traffic uh, because he thinks traffic is uh, soul destroying. So he's developing this new drill that you that is much much smaller than conventional tunnel drills. And the idea is that you really don't want to have a human driving in a tunnel. So and if you do that, then you have to make the tunnel really big because then you need you know access ports to take um, humans out <laughs> when things happen and uh, etc. And you need you know room and so the idea is to make a much, much smaller uh, diameter tunnel and basically build, build high-performance drills that go much faster than what they have now and that essentially builds the entire tunnel as it goes. And it can do this uh, much faster and much cheaper because of the smaller diameter. And what you would do is essentially have a, uh, an electric sled inside this tunnel, which your car is then placed into, and it will drive you and your entire car to where you need to go. Um, so the idea there is is that basically underground you can expand in 3D. You know, if you if you exhaust one 
one lane or one tunnel system, you just build another one underneath it. And because uh, he, he was asked, well, when when is he going to build a um, basically a flying car? And uh, that that whole idea is somewhat um, unsettling, he said, because it's not exactly or it's, it's sort of anxiety producing if you have vehicles flying above your head and you, know, you kind of hope that uh, people uh, are servicing their their flying cars. Otherwise, bad things will happen. So going underground as much is the, is the preferred alternative. Uh, another cool announcement was that he basically thinks that um, they will have a Tesla ready to drive from L.A. to New York on its own, completely on its own, in less than two years. Whoa! So yeah, hmm. yeah that's like nuts. Um, and basically being able to change, change the route um, on the fly. Uh, if needed be or wanted to. Um, and the thing that I found interesting there is that they are doing this all with cameras only, supposedly. So no LiDAR or anything like that. So it's all visual um, image processing to figure out what's happening in the world. Um, that was kind of cool. There's a neat video there, too. And um, sort of <laughs> something that I was surprised by is that they're working on a semi-truck. Because everybody's always said, yeah, there's no way you can build an electric semi-truck right because you can't go far mm -hmm. enough and you, you just don't have the distance and um he said he's actually driven it already they have built it and it could pull it could pull a conventional semi-truck up a mountain driving backwards with no problem it's that strong and has that much torque so um wow. that was kind of yeah, wow. it, it kind of drives like a drives like a car it's it's kind of insane because you know you step on the gas and it's instant wow <laughs> Wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and all this was sort of, you know, why are you doing this? And his his comment was in a, in sort of the typical dry, kind of awkward Elon Musk fashion, because when I think about the future, I don't want to be sad. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Don't want to be sad. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, on the on the um, on the whole um, renewable energy and battery front, it's it's really cool. I mean, what yeah. what he he basically doubled the battery capacity of the planet, the the battery production capacity of the planet by going by turning on his gigafactory out in Nevada, I think it is, right? And he's like building these power walls that you can essentially put batteries in your in your house, and you can sort of serialize them. So if your house is I don't know, needs more um, uh, than you can stack two or three or four um, together. And then they also coming out with this, um, essentially what I find is like the biggest problem or turnoff for, for uh, solar panels on your roof is they're essentially building roof tiles in four different versions that are just normal roof tiles. And some of them have, you know, the photovoltaic... Um, uh, system in them and some don't depending on the capacity that you need so you can have a completely normal looking roof that is basically one giant solar panel um that's uh, pretty cool and then what i also liked is that he resigned from the presidential council after the announcement last week <laughs> that we would pull out of the paris climate accord oh uh, <laughs> him and i think the head of disney they said bye-bye <laughs> no. at least, at least statement. <laughs> so anyway i highly recommend that it was it's just very interesting to to hear that 
he has his fingers mm-hmm. in so many different things that are they're not just like wow they're like holy cow crazy kind of mm-hmm. stuff rocking to mars electric vehicles <sighs> yeah anyway <laughs> goodness gracious so much so uh rockbot uh, you've, yeah. b- you've been looking into static site generators. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I have my blog and it's there and I haven't updated it in forever. So don't go there. But, um, <laughs> uh, so it was previously hosted. Um, so I, I, I was on a podcast several years ago. Um, and as a, as a reward for being on the podcast, as a thank you for being on the podcast, I got three years of free hosting. Um, and, uh, oh, I guess it was three years ago because my hosting has, like, I got an email, which, hey, FYI companies that do stuff, um, getting an email that says, hi, your, 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 you know, free trial has ended. Just, you know, ended, period, full has stop. Ended. Like has, has ended. ended, like I, I just ended. Like I'm like, whoa, hold up. You know, ha- you have all my data. Like I don't want to. <laughs> what's going on here? Um, so I was like, oh, okay. Well, then I'm gonna try to see if I can host it someplace else. Um, or like, you know, like, okay. Well, how much is it? Does it actually cost? And this particular hosting site, um, was nineteen dollars a month, and I was like, twenty bucks a month to to host my my static website is kind of ridiculous um given that i don't really have very many comments or anything like that so i was like you know what maybe not um so i started looking at other options and here and there and everywhere and then i was like you know what it'd be really cool if i didn't have to pay anything is there is there even an option and so i started thinking about github pages um because it's just a static site right like it's not that big a deal um but like i don't want the code to be public and I don't really want to have to like create a, a private uh, repo on GitHub because I have to pay for that and all that good stuff. Um, so I, <laughs> I decided to try out Bitbucket because it turns out Bitbucket lets you have unlimited private repos uh, for teams up to five people. So I was like, all right, I'll give this a shot. I don't know how they make any money, um, but that's okay. Um, so I, I went and signed up for Bitbucket and created a private repo. Like they very much like GitHub, uh, you can create, uh, a, like they have free hosting for static sites. If you create your repo name, the same as the URL would be. So like, uh, user rockbot. Um, and if you do, if you create a repo called rockbot.bitbucket.io, then it just knows that when you have an index.html in there, it'll just go ahead and serve that. So I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Um, but, and also I wanted to, I, what, one thing I really like about my, my blog that is that it's all done in Markdown, right? Like each blog post is in Markdown. So I wanted to stick with that. I didn't want to like switch over to WordPress or Blogspot or something like that because then I lose the ability to use Markdown. Um, and so... I looked online for different static site generators that use Markdown and like Jekyll is like the really popular one. Um, but that uses Ruby and that means I have to like install Ruby on my machine, which hello, I work at NPM. I don't really have Ruby. Um, not saying that people who, you know, 
work on JavaScript stuff don't also have Ruby. I just don't. Um, and I didn't want to have to like do more stuff. So I was like, okay, are there any node static generators out there? Um, and there's this one called Hexo, H-E-X-O. Um, and it's actually, it's, it's really pretty straightforward. And what I like about it is that you can, um, it has a, a, a generic config YAML file. So in there you put information like, what are the static pages? Um, how do you want to, uh, like, do you want an RSS reader on here? Do you want, like, what's the title of your blog and the author of your blog? And like, what's the format of your URLs and all this other stuff? Um, and then you can also have a deploy block where you say, you know, deploy this to Git, and this is the URL for the Git, um, for the Git repo, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I was able within, so I got the email probably around 8.45 in the evening. Um, I, it was the same night that I flew back from Norway, so I'm really tired. <laughs> I had a 22-hour day that day um, with only a 45-minute nap in between. And so I'm exhausted and yet I was like, oh, heck no, you're not going to take down my site. This is my blog, man. Um, <laughs> and by 9.45, so within an hour, I had recreated my entire blog. Um, like they even have a, a like an automatic generate from previous blog to Hexo style blog. Uh, like there's a module for that. So I was able to just run that off of the data from my old blog and then... I was able to uh, deploy it. Like, so you, you generate all the static HTML and then you can just deploy it very easily. Um, and so now my blog is also hosted right now at rockbot.bitbucket.io. And it's there. It doesn't look great because I didn't have the same theme, but let's be real. My previous theme wasn't great either. So, <laughs> and really people are reading my blog for the content, not for the CSS, right? Of right? course. Of course. Um, so yeah, so if you're looking for like a, a pretty quick and easy static site generator, I have to say Hexo was really, really easy to use. And um, I get to use Markdown just the way I like it. And it's just a couple of command line, like you can actually do like a Hexo generate dash dash deploy. So what it does is it generates the HTML and then just deploys it straight up for you. And it's just like, boom, there it is. and Voila, now it's sitting there. So now I still need to change the A name um, or C name or A record, whatever the thing is called, DNS, great, um, to, <laughs> to point to this, this new uh, static page site, whatever. But that was super easy, y'all. It was so, so easy. And I would recommend other people to do it too. I mean, nice. So yeah. does the, does the, the markdown... And the generated HTML, does that all live in the same Git repository or does, how does that work? Yes, it all lives in the same spot. So okay. um, there's like a, a folder within your, so like when you when you first install Hexo um, as a global module, you can do Hexo create and then your blog name and it creates a folder with that blog name, um, with that name. And then, so I just called it like Hexo create you know, rockbot dub dub dub. Um and and then I I get initted that repo or that that folder. So mm -hmm. turn that into the repo, but like had the remote point to rockbot dot bitbucket dot io. Um and then when you generate it, it just it puts the HTML at the top level. But within like there are folders of like 
this is the source material, which you can use, you just do all markdown um, and blah, blah, blah. So, and if you wanted to, like if I wanted to, I could add comments to it if I really, really cared, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and so I've got the static, like everything is exactly everything that I had before. Um, and so that's really nice. And so I can just kind of focus on where I want all my things to live and ta-da, easy. Awesome. Great. Yeah. So and you used a private repo on Bitbucket over yes. a GitHub. Why? Because so- it was free. <laughs> 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 I didn't have to pay anything for Bitbucket. Right. And uh, with GitHub, like I, I got rid of all of my private repos on GitHub um, a while ago. Mostly because I was like, I don't use GitHub for private repos. Like, I have no private repos that I care about. So I was just like, why am I paying money for something that doesn't right. matter to me? Um, and then I was like, well, wait a second. I don't want to pay money for repos if I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. So No, because on GitHub pages, I mean, you know, basically my blog is in a, is a, is in a public repo. And since... Since it's the blog, I don't care if anybody sees the the markdown. I guess so. I was just wondering, um, I guess, what the the benefit or the thought behind having it private. But I guess that's just how Bitbucket does it. it, it since you have free private repos, you can have a yeah. site in a private repo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so the thing is, like, whether it's private or public, the fact that it's called rockbot.bitbucket.io means that it automatically um, yeah. it just, it just knows to do that. Yeah. So. So nobody can see the source, but people can still see the content. That makes yep. sense. So, yes. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. So just a few commands then. Is, is it runs globally? Yeah. You you basically write your markdown. You generate you generate and then deploy. That's it. Yep. Sweet. Pretty much. It was surprisingly easy. So now I just have to you know blog again. But <laughs> that's the hard part. Effort. <laughs> Effort, but it, like, but it does have like my website or my my resume and stuff on there. So when people are like, "Hi, I'd like to offer you a job," I'm like, "Okay, go away." Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So that's that's that. Uh, but with that, I think we have to start wrapping up. Yeah, pretty much. That stuff we gotta do. Um, but yeah, so. Come hang out with us in the reactive Slack channels. I know we have some new new folks um, recently. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so shout out to Minkyuman, Minky Uman, Mink, I don't know, uh, and Jeff R Watts. And I think that's yeah, I think that's it. Everybody recently, right? Yeah. So two, hey, hey. Two new ones. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and uh, so if you if you like the show, uh, you would help us out if you could uh, leave us a review on iTunes, um, five stars, or even write an actual review that uh, sort of share your thoughts. It always makes us happy to hear what people think, and um, it also helps others find find our lovely show. So instructions for that or a link for how to do that is are in the show notes. And uh, I'm H. Gladagots on Twitter. And I'll see you next week. Yeah, and I'm Rockbot on the Twitters. And you can reach all of us at ReactivePod, also on the Twitters. Yeah, that's right. And I'm Khalil Tweets on Twitter. Cool. All right, Excellent. chat with you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.